52 episodes, 52 ordinary people, 52 real stories about things that affect overall health. Because there is a lot more that goes into being healthy than food and fitness. Inspiration, support, a new perspective, and knowledge. You'll find that and more here on the HealthAbility Project. Hi, welcome to the HealthAbility Project. I'm Robin McKenna. Would anyone be surprised to hear me say that being a parent significantly affects overall health and well being? Before the baby is even born, health and well being are being affected. Excitement, curiosity, overwhelm, panic, and joy visit regularly and will continue to do so for the rest of one's life. Many people share parenting with a spouse or significant other. There is the benefit of feeling like you're in it together. There is someone to lean on, to talk things through with, to share the ups and downs with. Some find themselves as single parents, either due to circumstance or because they intentionally chose to become a parent. What kind of impact do you think being a single parent has on one's overall health and well-being? Here to share her story of being a single parent is Stacy Krush. Stacy is a single mom of a 17-year-old son who will be going off to college in the fall and a 13-year-old schnoodle rescue. She is currently a consultant in the business and nonprofit worlds. Stacy has an executive marketing background in both the corporate and agency sides, having worked as a marketing executive in TV and entertainment, events, and financial services. She's passionate about her friends, family, New York City culture, and traveling. She's hoping to get into the pickleball craze soon. Thanks so much for joining me today, Stacy. I'm so glad to have you on the HealthAbility Project. Thanks for having me, Rob. I'm glad to be here. So pickleball, have you played it all? <laughs> I haven't, but it's on my list of things to do. And I figure once my son goes off to college in the fall, I'll have plenty of time to figure it out. It's funny how it really has just taken over. Everywhere I turn, it's I about know. pickleball, which is fun. It's a, it's a fun game. <laughs> yeah. I, I've played it once or twice. So Stacy, tell us your story why or how you came to decide you wanted to be a parent on your own and and what that journey has been like for you as not only a single parent, but a career person as well? Sure. Um, it's interesting because I never thought of being a single parent. I just figured I would be a parent. And I guess, you know, since I was little, I always assumed I would get married and live in the suburbs in a house and have two kids. So, and I really did neither. I didn't move to the suburbs. I didn't get married. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't having a kid. And I, and I found myself, you know, going through my 20s and 30s and dating and trying to find the one so I could do all of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, come, you know, close to 40, I'm like, oh, <laughs> this isn't happening. I'd better figure this out on my own because, you know, time's a ticking. So, you know, that's really how the whole thing started. I just always assumed I would be a parent and found myself, you know, not in the, I guess, optimal situation to be one. But nonetheless, 
I wasn't going to let that go just because I didn't have the other things. So I had, you know, talked to one of my doctors, my actually my gynecologist who I'd gone to for many years. And I, my annual visit, I said, I want, I think I want to have a baby. And he said, you know, when you're ready, you know, you'll know when you're ready. I said, I don't know. Should I do it? I'm not married. He's like, don't let that be the determining factor because just because you're married doesn't mean we'll be a great father or they'll be around or you'll always be married. So don't let that be the determining factor. And he said, when you're ready, come to me and I'll help you figure it out. Did his advice make you feel more confident about making that decision or? Yeah, I think so. I think I needed to hear it, to hear those words, because, you know, you just figure you're supposed to do things a certain way. And I guess, you know, about 20 years ago when it all began, it, it wasn't as, you know, popular or, you know, I knew a lot of people going through in vitro and such as married couples, but I didn't really know single mm-hmm. women doing that. So yeah, I just kind of needed him to, to reinforce what I wanted to do. And he was, those words did help me a lot. And I really didn't discuss it with a lot of people. I kind of, you know, took it upon myself and this is something I'm doing. So when I was ready, I was, I think, almost 41. So it was really kind of late. And, mm-hmm. you know, it took me three years of you know, this and that and the other thing, <laughs> a lot of shots and things. Uh, and you had to have a surgery to open up a fallopian, t- you know, all kinds of things. So did you get discouraged? Did you at any point think oh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't do this? Maybe this is a sign? Yeah, I didn't think it was a sign. I just said, I'm just going to keep going <laughs> until I feel like I can't do it anymore. And, you know, I gave it <laughs> the last try worked, you know, and, but yeah, I was certainly discouraged and being on, you know, kind of like keeping it a secret, quote unquote, from, you know, people you work with and a lot of your friends and, and still like, you know, dating through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it had its ups and downs. How did you find support when you were going through this, especially with you know, going through the most discouraging parts when so few people knew what you were embarking on. Right. I didn't want to tell too many people because I feel like it, I didn't want to talk about when it didn't work kind of thing. So I, yeah, you know, I, I guess a few friends and I'm trying to remember back a few friends and family knew about it, but not really. I really didn't tell mm-hmm. many people until it worked because I didn't want to go through the disappointment with them as well. So I kind of, I didn't like join any groups or I'm not a big, you know, self-help person on that. And so I just kind of just did it and kept marching, marching on. That end goal in mind. Yeah. And it's funny. And then, you know, when it happened, you know, it was hard to believe. Uh, And I remember, and I had also at the time gone to like adoption service fairs and such and tried to go down that route. I remember, I think I was about eight months pregnant and I was on the a New York City bus going somewhere. 
And I got a call from the adoption agency said, oh, your number came up. We can, we can at least talk to you now. It was, you know, a few years on a list of, you know, getting to you as a potential, not even any further than that. So I thought that was that interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, the pregnancy was amazing and I was so happy and joyous and everyone around me was happy. So it was a really great experience, you know, once, once, you know, the good news was there that I was pregnant and I really enjoyed like every minute of it. Cause I guess I was waiting for it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, having the baby, uh, you know, I had three friends and my mom and, and with me and in the, you know, delivery room and uh, friends coming to me with to the Lamaze classes and such. So I had a big, you know, contingency of, of help. But then, yeah, when you have the baby, that's a whole, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. <laughs> the next phase, right. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. And, and I think that's where, like, the being single or, you know, not married and having the partner there was like, wow, there's no one else but me, you know, in the night or, you know, on the weekends and, you know, unless my mom or friends came over, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, the, the harsh reality of like, wow, <laughs> this is hard, <laughs> but I mean, amazing, but amazing. Did you have any special tricks or to help you get through the exhaustion or the, the overwhelm? I mean, as I say, I can't even imagine being a single parent. Yeah. Especially yeah. When I mean, I young. had a lot of help, but yeah, it was, you know, friends and family and help, you know, then I went back to work after three months full time. And, you know, it was all already, you know, in my 40s. So it was just it was hard. It was hard to, you know, be a career woman and uh, a new mom at the same time, without, you know, the backup at home. Other people say I'm a single parent, too. And being divorced and have another set of hands like every other weekend right. is different, difference. you know? Yeah. So I didn't have that every other weekend reprieve kind of thing. Wow. I mean, I just, I was so happy to have him that I guess made up for, for it. <laughs> what was it like though? I mean, so you, so you were three months maternity leave is over and then you go back to work. Life must've just been all about, or for the most part, work and the baby. Yeah, it was all about, you know, work and the baby. And I, and, uh, you know, I wanted to get home to be with him. And then it all began again the next day, you know, work the baby, work the baby. And it was hard because, you know, I couldn't really travel that much for work. And, you know, I'm not really going to get promoted because I'm not, you know, as, you know, available, you know, late nights and such. But, I mean, that was something that I had always figured in my life that I, I always had a quote on my wall at work. It said, never confuse having a career with having a life. So I always was about work-life balance, even if I didn't have like other many things to balance it with, mm-hmm. you know, beside traveling and, and whatnot. But I bought into that, you know, okay, I'm not going to be vice president of a company but I'm going to be 
work and be a mom and, and try to balance it as much as I can. That's so beautiful and so progressive for that time frame where you were that new mom. It's it's just that 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 saying that you had seemed to help manage your expectations or I don't know, maybe just relieve you of extra stress of trying to kill yourself at work to get ahead and get the promotions and get the accolades and then also be super mom. Yeah, definitely. I think that you you hit it on the head that, you know, I was kind of giving myself permission to to not be on that fast track. And it was hard because other, I feel like that's also what you're supposed to do. You know, one of those things you're supposed to want to get ahead and, mm-hmm. and, you know, rise through the ranks and be all you can at work. But I, you know, I really gave myself permission because I couldn't, I really physically couldn't do that. But, you know, I love to work and I love being out and about, you know, I don't think I could have been a stay at home all that time. But, you know, eventually, you know, I realized I was also at some point going through, I think, menopause, I guess, while I'm still sort of like a young mom, (laughs) you know, don't forget, I'm like sort of behind, way behind, like the curve on like all of my friends were like, I mean, I have friends with grandchildren now and I have a, you know, a teenager. So, you know, I was going through all this other stuff and at work, I was like, why can't I like focus and why am like, I don't, and I realized it's, you know, a mix of all of these things, having a young kid, being single mom and going through this like, you know, brain fog at the same time. So yeah, it was interesting, interesting times. What was it like? Was it hard for you with, I guess, the other moms of the kids that were in your son's classes coming like was it hard to connect with them I mean given that there was such a a big age difference and just points of where you were in life right yeah it's funny because I have friends who are clearly 10 years younger than me from you know from my kid and before and they don't even know like we don't you know I was like how old are you how old are you? you know we never really talked about it so they didn't know that I was you know 10 years older than they were which you know I never was like, hi, um, (laughs) eagerly telling my age to anyone. (laughs) So I think they just assumed that I was a similar age as they were because we, you know, that's, that's the basic time frame. Right. But I did, I do have friends who are my age and single, you know, same exact who I met after and, Mm -hmm. and uh, the same exact age and such. Nobody really knew. So it was just, we were in the same situations together and I feel like it made me younger being a mom of a young child than I hmm. felt younger because everyone else was younger in the same situation. That's really an interesting perspective. I've never heard anybody say that, but I think that's awesome because yeah, it brought a vibrancy that I guess you weren't expecting to, to have received going on yeah, this journey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in hindsight, like, is there anything that you would have done differently in your journey from the, from deciding to do this or, or through your journey as a parent, as a single parent? I mean, would I have started a little earlier? I don't know, because I really, I was trying to do 
other things at the time. And I was trying to find that guy and I was trying to, you know, work as hard as I could and make money. But I don't know that I changed that. I, I mean, I guess I was surprised. I was thinking, you know, I even dated when I was pregnant and, um, you know, after and such. And I always thought, oh, okay, well, there's plenty of divorced dads for me to date. So that'll be, you know, good. Mm -hmm. But then when I met the divorced dads, they were like, oh, so you have your son every weekend? So like, mm -hmm. yes, every day, every minute. 365 days a year. <laughs> so that was kind of like a little bit, I was anticipating this, you know, plethora of divorced dads that I would, <laughs> I would be excited to hang out with me and my son. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think I would have done it differently. I really don't. Okay. Uh, you know, you never like, I, I mean, I didn't think, you know, I didn't know what my life would be. And certainly being a parent was one thing on the list that, that I'm glad I was able to do on my own. Absolutely. And it's amazing. I think there are probably many people out there that for whatever reason, whether they feel like they can't do it on their own, or maybe they're not, they don't feel financially secure, they don't have other resources that they that they do let that dream pass by, which is unfortunate, but it's it's so inspiring to hear your story. And I think what's also really amazing is the topic of letting go of, of the concept of what you should be doing. And that mm -hmm. has come up in conversation in other episodes that I've done yeah. with people, totally different storylines, but it's fascinating to me that you know, that it's just more and more people just seem to be coming around to that letting go of what you should be doing and doing what's best, what you feel is best for you or doing, pursuing what you want and how much happier you probably are for having done so as hard as it was for you to mm -hmm. do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I, I have friends who, you know, they, they, and not that they didn't understand, but they, they were of the, you know, you're supposed to be married to have a baby ilk, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they got it, but they didn't. I know, like, deep down, mm -hmm. they were like, oh, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. But I, then I became sort of the poster child for, oh, my friend is thinking I would love to do that. Oh, this friend, you know. And then I was talking to all these people. Oh, give her my number. Give her my number. So I would kind of be the the sage in that category for other people who knew someone who wanted to talk about it that's amazing that's amazing yeah. that must have that must have made you feel really great to be able to impart that advice because you you didn't really have that resource as you were going yeah, through. I mean I I feel like it was like this what the doctor said giving you permission mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I said you know if that's what you want to do then try to make it happen. I mean, it doesn't always work, but I think it gave people permission that maybe they weren't getting elsewhere or they were too afraid to ask mm -hmm. of other people who they didn't know how they would react to it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I was hoping to do that as I had received from some others. Mm -hmm. Parenting a, a boy, did you find that hard? Because... 
would having a girl have been easier just because you're a girl or? Right. I know. I thought about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm having a boy. How am I going to tell him how to do this and that? I don't know. (laughs) But then I'm like, oh, at least he won't want like all those clothes and barrettes. And I I was thinking about that. (laughs) And jewelry and all that stuff. That's true. Um, low maintenance, low maintenance. Right. And then I thought, well, this is going to be fun. I like it's going to be a new perspective for me. And certainly I have some dear friends who are, are men and some lovely neighbors and, and everything and family who are men who, you know, I kind of counted on to talk about this and <laughs> say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we just kind of made it up on our own and it's what we knew and it's what he knew. And so we just kind of figured it out. Wow. What an amazing story. It's, it's really, it's so joyful. It really is. I mean, and I certainly don't want to diminish the challenge of those sleepless nights and having to be there (laughs) 365 days a year going on 17, 18 years now. I mean, that's, that's really tough, but just such a joyful story. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. You know, it, it just, I guess was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you made it happen, right? You made it happen. Only you can make things happen for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks very much for for joining me. This was a really great conversation and, uh, and a very happy one. Oh, so good. thank you very, very much. So listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, please like us, share us, post on social media, tell your friends about us. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email me at thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today at The Health Ability Project. We'd love to hear from you, so please email us your questions, comments, or suggestions, including future guests, to thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. And please like us, subscribe, and share us with your friends.